This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. David Housel said it best, the whole of the Auburn experience. It includes a wide variety of things, peoples, and places, but at its core, it's all about our sports. It is all about our culture. And yes, it is all about our family. And because it's about the Auburn family, we've got to have Auburn family members to do a podcast focused on that. So I'm your host, Kyle Loomis, and joined once again on episode 23 by my co-host, your friend, my friend, friend of everybody, I guess, Mr. Austin Scott. What's going on, sir? War Eagle, Kyle, episode 23, episode Ronnie Brown, episode Kenny Irons, <laughs> Ryan Davis, uh, a special number for uh, our, our podcast to make it to in the Auburn world, and uh, happy to be on it with on number 23 with you, sir. Now you've just got me hyped up for, for next week. Like this, <laughs> I mean, no offense to Ronnie, to Ryan Davis, to everybody else, but can we like top, especially after what we've been through this season? Like, That's right. We, we should just dedicate next week to Cadillac Williams, even though we already did like two episodes where all we did was just gush <laughs> about how much we love about him. So I'm, I never thought about it that way. So now you've ruined this for me. I'm never going to be able to not think about the, the as the Ronnie Brown episode, the Cadillac episode. The, the, <laughs> what happens if and when we get to 100? Oh man! Uh, what do you call it then? I don't. I don't know. Um, I'll do think you, on that. Do you start combining players and being like, you know, so if it's a hundred, ten, and zero, so you got Owen Papo and Bo Nix, like <laughs> the, the Nix Papo episode. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, Katie Johnson zero. We could throw him in there. The Katie, the Psycho episode. The Psycho what? episode. We could do the the well, no the gymnastics. You don't want to score just a hundred. Um, I don't know. I'll have to think. We got a long way to go before we need to figure that These out. These are problems that we don't have to worry about right now, so we'll just tackle that. Uh, I'm going to use my favorite phrase that Jessica loves to remind me that I use a lot. We'll cross that bridge mm. when we come to it. Yes. It's a very true, true phrase, though. All right, let's jump into it. Our first segment always is a little Auburn potpourri, just kind of bouncing around it. In our main segments, we're going to be talking about – I'm I'm calling it because this is what it officially called uh, the Jungle Village, but Pearlville 2.0. Most people are kind of still referencing that. And we're going to talk a little bit about the spring sports, baseball and softball. But for now, let's just kind of jump on some things. I'll start us off tonight. Sucks to lose to your in-state uh, school uh, rival uh, the way we did. Uh, hard fought game. And man, uh, it was a really good basketball that, game that I was so thankful that I got the opportunity to attend. And I was very willing to pay the price that I did to, to see that basketball game. Yeah, I mean, it was a game that lived up to its billing. College game day in town, kids camping out, uh, lived up to it. Auburn took every punch Alabama had until the last one, and, and just a pretty pretty similar theme occurred where they just don't have anybody that can close out the game. Uh, you know, in the past there's been, you know, we've talked about the disparity of free throws. We've talked about disparity in calls and things, and, and none of that was here this weekend. It was all in Auburn's favor really uh with a home crowd and atmosphere and uh just couldn't close it out in the last three minutes alabama made shots and auburn did it and it, it really showed so uh, great atmosphere another great chapter of this rivalry that has kind of been renewed here in the last decade um thanks to coach pearl and and alabama having success uh again once again so um, bummer it did not go auburn's way uh, but you know, it lived up to it, and it's another testament to when you look at just the atmosphere and the competition, it's another testament to what Bruce Pearl has done with this program. 
and kind of brought it back, brought it back to life. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself uh, just to see your team show up. So when I continue to talk to people, whether it's, you know, here on this show, on our live streams on YouTube or just in general out in public, that this team is this close to being something really, really special. And they continue to sit that point. But I'm, we're running out of time to find that little bit of extra, you know, that, yeah. that they who, whatever, whoever that is. Um, so I understand fans trepidation a little bit. And I think you're starting to sense it too, Austin. There's a, a lot of panic and fear about not making the dance uh, or even a dance at this point because of the way the schedule ends. Do you still think people are being a little bit too rushing on that or what any thoughts on that? Uh, there's, I think people are, are a little bit too rushed. There's, there's still chances like we've been saying for Auburn, these next few games are, are chances that have to be capitalized on, um, you know, and the SEC, you know, top to bottom we've talked about is deep. It's a great league and there are really, you can't take any guaranteed wins. However, these next few are ones where you, you really have a, a better shot than you do uh, you've had in the last few weeks. Uh, but it's got to start now. Like you right. said, it, the, the ending of the season is going to be big tests before you get there in these next couple weeks. Uh, you got to take advantage of the opportunities you've been given and, and put them together enough to string some wins here um, and then get into the conference tournament. But it's, I understand the, no, I don't want to say I understand the panic because I really don't, but I understand the, <laughs> I understand the, the nervousness about all of it and that this isn't what we're used to. Uh, as of late um, but you know it's still a fun year and it's still there's still a lot that can happen uh, you know I think about I'm, I'm not saying this team is going to go to the final four I'm not saying right. this team has really um, the I I don't think they're the, the 2019 team but that team was up and down all the way till that Georgia game and then they just they put it all together and, and went on a run I think that you need they don't have quite the, the individual that Chumo Kiki turned into in that in that run uh, or, or the, you know, athletic veteran leadership across the board. But there's still chances for this Auburn team to put it together like that team did late and, and get going. So we'll see. We'll see. It, it's coming yeah. quick. Yeah. Well, speaking of putting it together, how about one student putting it together, mm. just walking up, like like a boss, not even waiting for the go at, at <laughs> halftime. Uh, what I'm referencing, folks, is a hole-in-one. Well, it's not a hole-in-one. It, it's just a one-putt. I forget how many feet or yards it was, but essentially the length of the basketball court. This guy walks up, just says nonchalantly, I'm just going to go ahead and putt this thing, and it rolls, and it rolls, and it rolls, and you can sense everybody start standing up, and I, I'm standing up in my seat in the arena at this point, and it goes through. And what yep. makes it great is he wins a car, but he doesn't even – or he claims. I mean, I obviously don't know the individuals. I don't know if that was just a gimmick or whatever, him saying he didn't have a car, but he claims he didn't have a car, so that makes the story even better. So that's just – you always wanted to see something like that happen. I, at least I did. It was so awesome to see it happen in person for that big of a game too. It almost like elevated everything a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, 94 foot court. So 94 foot putt, uh, Craig noise. I just looked up his name, Craig noise. Shout out Craig. Like he, he writes for the Plainsman. So congrats to him. Even better. And, uh, I guess to write his own story. How about that? Um, but, uh, literally, but, um, so good. You're for not him. a dad yet. Austin, <laughs> stop it. 
but I mean, amazing. I that I want to say the last time I saw it was, or the last time someone said that happened was 2014. So almost a decade. We haven't had anybody win that that putt, and that I mean, folks, it's not it's not like the big you go through the windmill at the mini golf course. It's a small little hole, and, uh, and he put it away. straight on it. He put it straight on it. Like Kyle said, really just walked up there without even thinking, got it lined up how he wanted and took a whack at it, and, and he nailed it. I, I was thoroughly impressed. And uh, a, a good day or a good moment for him in a game that, that ended up not going Auburn's way. Well, and that's the great thing, too, is I think that's how you have to approach that, is that you just have to kind of decide this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to walk up and, you know, not just run up there and just smack it and just not even try. I mean, he, he yeah. clearly walked up, looked down, sized it up and just said, all right. And then we're, they were rolling. The amazing thing for me is it's on a hardwood court where you've got a hard, obviously golf ball. It's not really built to like on a golf course where it just rolls yeah. consistently. You're, there's going to be a little almost bounces with that as it's going down, just the natural momentum friction. I'm not, I'm getting the science here, even though we talk about everything here, we're not going to get into the educational side of Auburn yet, but there, there's some physics to that. That's not necessarily going to be in the favor of you making that punt. So he does it. He doesn't have a car. He writes for the Plainsman. love the story. So shout out to Craig. Lastly on this segment, I do want to give shout out. It is the eve of the Super Bowl that we're recording this. So by the time most of you maybe are listening on the, audio version of this podcast you already know what happened hope you enjoyed the super bowl hope you enjoyed all the commercials and the food and the fun uh we want to give a shout out to the auburn players that will be participating at least on the squads whether they play or not uh you know this aaron sippus who was just activated by the eagles jack driscoll on the eagles and now prince tega Wanago jr who was also on the eagles but now is on the kansas city chiefs uh to me it feels like it's been every year we've had a representative of Auburn in the Super Bowl in some way or another. I mean I can't think of unless you can Austin think of the last one we haven't had. No, uh, I'd have to look it up and I know there's been we see the streaks of how long a school has had and Auburn's not to that level of like 30 years or something. Um but there seems to be somebody Auburn people can find to pull pull behind uh, each year and yep. this year it's these three guys and and Kyle and I were mentioning it a little pregame. It, these guys are not the, the skill positions or the – there's certainly plenty of skill on the offensive line and, and, and special teams, but we won't likely hear their name up right. tonight. Um, but one of them, or perhaps two of them, uh, will get to say they're Super Bowl champions after tonight. So best of luck to each of them and their teams. And should be a fun night. And uh, I'm just hoping Auburn's represented in a commercial somehow, Kyle. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like one year it was a car commercial maybe and they were just pulling stadium footage and Jordan Hare was there and I was like that's that's good enough for me so there's, I'm hoping somewhere in there there's always an Apple commercial so in some way we're always represented with Tim Cook fair, fair enough fair enough I'm I'm in on that when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk about uh, Pearlville 2.0, even though that's not what we're supposed to call it, even though that's not what um, Coach Pearl would like us to discuss it as. Um, it's, it was 
at least by the organization, the powers, I don't like to say the powers, that'd be, that makes it seem nefarious. Those that <laughs> organized this this year, which this is what we're going to talk about in this segment, is how personally I got to experience it. It was a great thing. They wanted it to be called Jungle Village officially, even had the hashtag up on a big video screen and stuff. So I quickly shifted gears. When I made my initial post when we arrived, I said something like, we've arrived, Pearlville 2.0, Tent City, whatever you want to call it, we're here and live. Got the shout out from Bruce Pearl too on that, which was a humongous shock. Uh, that's not, it, it, I always appreciate it when the coaches acknowledge stuff like that, but I, that's not what I thought that would be the thing that he latched on to. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe because I brought up the Pearlville thing. So I hope that's not the reason <laughs> why. Uh, but I, I no longer called it that officially on our posts and stuff at that point. But Jungle City, the second iteration of this occurring, obviously this time being more planned expected less organic in that how last year evolved we have i i feel like it was maybe three episodes austin ago is that feel right to you uh, talk about? we talked about it on the year before uh it might have been two I, i'm not okay. sure it's very recent though so within the last two or three episodes we spent a good amount just kind of reliving that again and talking about it. i think it was two episodes now that we're thinking about it, two episodes so that'd be 21 so go check that out a whole segment we just spent kind of re reminiscing about that so this year i couldn't miss it and experience it again um obviously i i was there just to document not really to partake in obviously the food and stuff like that but uh, although i wanted to because there was a lot of food being handed out a lot of good food I believe it. Uh, um but I, I just want to give a shout out to everyone that I can think of uh, that I know was involved in some way in this. And I'm going to not do justice to everyone and every organization that helped create this event. But, you know, obviously Bruce Pearl for inspiring all of, you know, creating the atmosphere to want to do stuff like this. Uh, I think Rhett Hobart, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing your uh, last name, but uh, the was it associate ad i uh, forget his official title but for external affairs essentially his this is kind of his purview and i saw him a lot out there um i'll give a shout out to michael floyd uh, vice president of the jungle the whole jungle leadership team they did an outstanding whoever was involved in pulling this off this year knocked it out of the park organized fun stuff organic stuff still was allowed to happen it just it was less woodstocky without would still a woodstock feel so my hat is off to everybody students too that were involved and participated in this and again what was ironic last year we dealt with the cold austin and there was yeah. cold, coolness this year but there was a threat of rain the entire weekend and somehow some way it held off until the last possible minute i mean raindrops started coming down the morning of but it wasn't it was never bad rain but as soon as like the students got in, college game day got started, that's when the real rain started to arrive. And so it was almost like you get to have this. Like it, it somehow held off. It was a beautiful thing to watch, and I enjoyed the heck out of it. Your thoughts and impressions from what you were able to see from afar? Yeah, we, we talked about from a year ago kind of my role and think very small role in things of just delivering donuts, delivering hand warmers um, because it was way colder way less organized uh and i even saw someone say there was less anarchy this year with the <laughs> village and i think that is a great way to put it because it was just it came apart last year it came up about last year and uh, came apart in some ways in some areas apart <laughs> in the on a spur of a moment and 
and this year it was definitely planned for, prepared for. And I think, it, you know, while we love the story of how it came about last year and everything that went with it, I think this is more sustainable now yes. uh, with this year. And I even love the way that, you know, I did not go out there this year. I did not get to see it with my own eyes. Saw a lot of E2C's coverage of it. Saw a lot of, like you said, Rhett Hobart um, and the Auburn Athletics staff pictures and videos and things, but loved how they, you know, made the line distinct for tents and distinct for gymnastics. And I, I thought one of the biggest things last year was that grassy area in the middle uh, where I think there, there was a video board this year. Yes. I mean, it was just a mud pit by, by Friday afternoon at three o'clock last year. Um, and this year that was kind of off limits. And another part that Auburn, you know, students caught a lot of flack on last year is the amount of trash that was left over. Saw a lot more trash cans, a lot more signage that said, Hey, let's, let's clean up when we're done here. Uh, and so, yeah, I think it's more sustainable now that we've got some plans in place and it didn't necessarily take away from, you know, we want students to do this. We think this is a fun thing. It's unique to uh, Auburn basketball and camping out and something that hasn't been done in the past with Auburn athletics. And, and we want to keep it going but we got to have some guidelines, which, which is totally fair. Right. Uh, I, I'm excited for, you know, future iterations of it. I think that there's more to be improved. And with each SGA class or each Auburn jungle leadership team, and, and as Auburn athletics gets new staff members, we'll have new ideas to improve and, and uh, continue to make it even better. So hats yeah. off, like you said, to everybody, a, a part of it this year uh, looks like it went off with a smashing hit and, and can't wait to see it again next year. The thing that blew my mind was so just to clarify the the green space wasn't off limits it was just off limits to camping because that's yes. where they had they yes. had a move had a giant screen that had a movie night showed uh top gun maverick and still someone brought a couch out there to you yeah know, it, it wasn't a real like you know legit couch like happened last time it was like one of these you can literally pick up one person with your hand and kind of throw it around even though it's yeah. that big it's a light thing it's meant to be moved around so that was cool watching that kind of you know, organic, like people gathering together and bringing couches, bringing their own food, like popcorn and stuff like that. And then somebody from, I think it's the group, I don't know their official title, but the eSports, e Auburn eSports group, uh, people that love gaming and stuff, they set out a tent with two screens back to back. Apparently, some of the players came out and played games with them too. How about uh, that? that? That was really cool to see. People were stringing lights on their tents. I, I, when I saw it, someone do that on their tent. And by the way, I've got a vlog video that we're going to be releasing and maybe have already released by the time you're listening to this episode on the channel. So please come check it out. It's got full everything that happened from when I arrived Friday afternoon and even a little bit of extra because I went to baseball practice and things like that. But basically the whole weekend, what what this was kind of covered and you can even go see a full video with uh, Hugh Freeze addressing the students, which was a really funny thing to do. Uh, it's just a cool thing to see this actually start taking place. Um yeah with the other coaches too. Uh, I just enjoyed the heck out of this thing that I was, I didn't think I'd be blown away by a giant screen in the middle of the green space, but like the fact that that was there to entertain, to play music, to give instructions and promote things. You know, they had Bruce Pearl's outlive cancer, you know, QR code that you could scan to go donate and stuff. They had the times for when coaches were appearing, when movie night was starting, when the gates are open, when gymnastics was being led in like, Everything was so planned out. Don't, you know, it's not like you said, signage. Don't uh, 
set your tent up on the walkway. It, the line continues past the walkway over on this mm. side. And then, you know, obviously they had security out there just to kind of watch. So hats off to the security people that probably had to sit all night <laughs> <laughs> and watch to make sure we didn't evolve into Woodstock uh, again this time. <laughs> it was just cool. It, w- it was not as organic, right? But it was no less special. Yeah. And my my hope, I, what I would love to see, and I don't know if there's any way to pull this off, is somehow, some way, there'd be like a way to set up shade structures for these situations with rain and stuff. So you can still set your tent up, but it's maybe for those that want to just get in line and wait and stuff like that. So they're not getting soaked because we got lucky this year because it said oh, rain, yeah. Noah's floods coming, and it did after the after the game. Let me tell you that. But, I mean, is there anything else that you can think that they should do maybe to improve upon this? Because I, I can't think of much. No, it, it was talked about a little bit after last year, and I think it, it kind of evolved into this. Let's just organize it better with what we have. But changing that space to be more suitable for uh, that and lines and everything, it, it is a congested space with the village housing right there and village dining. But you know, besides just completely doing a massive overhaul, which I wouldn't be surprised to see the landscape of that area change, yeah. uh, you know, in the near future anyway. But um, I thought it was done well uh, with the space they had and, and the ideas that were brought out. And uh, I look forward to seeing how it evolves. Like we said, I'm, I'm glad we haven't you touched on it a little bit, but I was just glad to see kind of a similar turnout by coaches, other coaches of other sports out yep. there. Um, and players too organizations you know they did this well last year but yes a lot of people showed up to support in some way yes and and a lot of food was you know either catered in or brought in by areas in the community and uh, it truly has become an entire auburn event not just the city or not just the university but the city and uh, all those who want to check it out and see it and be a part of it in in either a small way or a big way Uh, so i thought it was fantastic Uh, i'd be interested to know how much sleep someone actually got comfortable more than last year more I would than think last more year. than last year yep and uh they were showing i guess you were at the game so you didn't see it so they were showing during halftime maybe of another game uh but there there were some in between game once game before game day started the hour before some were getting some naps in before game day started yes to, and they were all leaned up on each other and and hey i don't blame them you get your sleep in and get ready for the game if you can but uh i'm excited to see where it goes where it goes from here and hopefully it's a tradition that is uh gradually improved on and and continues to be better and better every year here's here's one area or i guess it's not one area but just something that i'd like to see because i think what we did in terms of organization providing for the students was great this year and obviously they'll expand on that this is what i've been begging asking to happen at least one time during the winter with and you kind of see it naturally happen with gymnastics on friday night um you know in a basketball game a men's basketball game on saturday i want i hope that we can somehow incorporate a women's basketball game before after whatever as part of that on the saturday not the sunday i know that there's things outside of my control anybody's control for that but almost like create a a game day, a football game day type of atmosphere where people are encouraged to come bring their RVs out there and then have like a pep rally out there in the middle, you know, uh, in between events or something like that. Like I would just like to see that game day experience that we have on football where everybody wants to be a part of it, even if it's just, you know, for a few hours, 
the night before. Let's do that again. So that would be if how can we we've got the students being taken care of now. How can we make others feel like they can come to town and have a good time here uh, yeah. for a weekend during the winter when football's not even going on? So that'd be my one caveat and my one addition. But otherwise, a great uh, iteration of Pearlville 2.0, but now called the Jungle Village. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's springtime, Austin. It, it is, is. It is time to talk about the spring sports. Some have just started. Some have technically already been going because they the spring technically starts in January, even though it's nowhere near springtime, even in the South. <laughs> um, but because we are right now, when we're recording this, stuck in the middle of the start time for softball and the start time for baseball, the diamond sport, as I like to call them, I thought it'd be appropriate for us to just talk about it a little bit. There's also some news that kind of came out today in relation uh, to both teams, getting some new looks and things like that. So it just felt kind of appropriate for us maybe to give our thoughts, the preview to the season. We're, I'm sure, going to be talking a lot about both teams throughout the spring, uh, as we've kind of done with football and basketball when they're most prominent at that time. But spring has arrived, at least in sports scheduling. Softball has begun baseball is just a few days away. Your thoughts? Are you excited? What what you thinking about with the with the diamond sports? Yeah, great great start to the season this past weekend for softball. A four and one start in some sounded like pretty rainy weather as well down in Clearwater, Florida. Played multiple different teams and uh, came out looking pretty good. Uh, scored a lot of runs, uh, which is something that Auburn softball fans are hoping to get back to. Uh, and then, like you mentioned, we're Coming up this Friday is opening day for Auburn baseball at Plainsman Park. Uh, tons of people excited about this baseball team and hopefully getting back to Omaha again, despite having been at Omaha, you know, three, two of the last, help me out, Kyle, two of the last three years. There's COVID year in there, so I'm being mixed up. Two of the last, two of the last I, five. You, you put me on the spot. Now I can't, I I'm not that. good at thinking on the spot. But tons of success, whether it be a super regional me. or Omaha. I know super regional or Omaha that has you know everyone loves Butch Thompson, and now this team is getting uh, hardly any love in the preseason polls, despite him proving over and over that he can take this team to deep locker into the locker room material right there. That's bulletin board material, and, and I'm sure Coach Thompson loves it and can't wait to use it. Um, but the game, the season starts Friday. And usually we end up seeing, you know, a school maybe we've never even heard of play. But we've got Indiana coming in. So it's a, you know, two power five conferences to start the year. I'm sure people will be out in full force. Hopefully we've got some good weather next weekend. Uh, but it's baseball season, the diamond sports season, as you said, Kyle. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And, and I'm hoping that, you know, while we hope that things kind of correct ourselves in the basketball world, that we we have another avenue of, of Auburn joy if we should need it. And uh, I, I'm glad this is the time when crossover happens that everything starts getting getting pretty wild. So uh, the it, SIDs, man, up. the SIDs got a time. 
<laughs> I and it's it's already happening. It's been happening since January started. Just the crawl with indoor track going on, mm-hmm. uh, gymnastics, sw- uh, swimming and diving is getting wrapped up. I mean, it is just it it is hard for a content creator to keep up with it all. But I can't even imagine the organization that's behind for the SIDs that they're just trying to keep up with it. So I I know they enjoy what they do, but I can imagine some of the stresses of trying to keep everybody informed and involved and what's happening but yeah just talking about baseball and softball so i got opportunity this weekend to go and sit and watch uh the uh, practice which is open to the public um i I don't think they think they announced that early on but it's not something they make a big deal about every single week but gates are open so they're not stopping you you can come in and clint richardson was there doing what he does for the auburn uniform database and uh, obviously the team broke the news but he was ready to pounce on it too as he always is to give his take and opinion on it uh shared out and uh talked about a little bit you can follow him at the auburn uniform database or clint au24 for his opinions about you know the new uniforms that they did debuted not just for baseball but for softball too um your thoughts on those new blue ones that they they dropped for baseball yeah pretty fascinating uh didn't expect that uh you know clint obviously is on top of it and had the heads up but um i love it i love the the auburn script is prominent i'm a big fan of the auburn script um it's a it's gonna take me some getting used to i think to see it um and as a difference of what we've kind of seen in the past few years um but I do like it. I, I, I'm interested to see if maybe, and Clint, I'm sure has touched on this uh, or will in the future, but I'm interested to see the combinations that come of it. Um, Clint always does a great job of breaking down Auburn's records per uniform and, and what how well they do in this uniform as opposed to this uniform combination. Um, so I'm interested to see kind of what things do. With baseball and softball, there's so many uh, – you know, areas that like to be mixed around, right? The hats right. can be different. The helmets yep. can be different. The socks and the belts and the pants can all be different each game from the jerseys and the gloves and all the, I mean, there's just so much equipment that they like to change and move right. around. Um, and so that that's exciting to me. I'm interested to see what looks best in game, what looks, uh, what fa- fans tend to gravitate toward or, or even the crazy combinations that we all want to see that we end up never getting to see because it's just a little too much. Uh, but it's going to be exciting, and I think the team looks good, uh, as in fashionably. And I think they'll look. I was good like, which way you mean that one? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You look good. You play good, and that's that's what they're going for. So I have no doubt it'll work. Oh, shout out too! I just thought of this. Uh, Joseph Gonzalez got. Um, something preseason do you remember what the the award was or the watch list he got named to but i don't oh golden spikes i think is what it was the golden spikes award i think is so not shocked at that i mean obviously he's the ace and we have you know other great athlete position players pitchers but you know obviously i think he's the name that everybody knows or one of the big names coming back you got case and howell as well who's returning for a fifth year bobby pierce is back out there bobby barrels uh you know there's big names there uh, softball too's got big names uh, returning Bree Ellis, Bree Bombs, as mm. they call her. She just yes. knocks them out of the park. So my encouragement to Auburn fans is you kind of got a taste last year uh, of how exciting when they're both doing well together. I-, I think when I was chronicling it last year, it felt like baseball was kind of on a slow period. Softball was rising and they never kind of meshed up um exactly but we kind of ex- have experienced that a few times but they're both really good and really prominent it gets really exciting on springtime because that means 
potential for college, women's college world series and the men's college yeah. world series or just being in the tournament at all. So I hope you guys will obviously with your frustrations about football this year with basketball in general, uh, we'll try to invest in these teams. I think they're going to be dark horses for making some noise by the end of this thing. Cause again, at least baseball is underappreciated and undervalued. And we saw what happened last year when they, when they uh, assumed that they would not be competitive and not be doing big things and making it to the college world series. So I'm excited. Um, any predictions, Austin? You want any, you feeling froggy? Oh, man. Not yet. <laughs> I don't think I have any yet. I, I mean, the thing is, and we're seeing this more and more across the landscape of the sec and college athletics is that the sec and every sport is a gauntlet and it's yeah. just, it is no different. If not any other, it might be baseball and softball where that shows up the most. Um, and so I, it's going to be absolutely brutal, but it's going to be a lot of fun and a lot of chances to prove yourself and bolster that resume. And uh, Kyle, we didn't even hit on this, but you know, that's only going to get worse when Texas and Oklahoma come now officially in 2024. Um, and so, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun and frustrating and a blast to cover, I'm sure. We Listen, you know what? I'm ashamed of myself that we didn't even talk about that in Auburn Potpourri at the beginning. But uh, we will, uh, obviously, one of these days when we don't have two big topics to hit, we will talk about that in more detail because I, I have mm-hmm. thoughts and opinions on that. And Obviously, it's not super Auburn-related, but it is in how it will affect Auburn right. sports. So. More to come on that in the future, but for now, we're going to wrap up episode 23 of the Auburn Experience Podcast. We appreciate you guys tuning in today. If you want to talk to Austin some more, where can they find you, buddy? Uh, please find me, Austin G. Scott. I'd love to chat about uh, anything and everything Auburn-related, and if you have any baby advice, I'm always open to that. <laughs> so how about that? Yeah, be Let's careful what you ask time. for. Crunch be- time is here, Kyle. Be careful what you ask for, sir, because you will now be inundated (laughs) with advice on there. Some good, some bad, I'm sure. Uh, If you want to find me for non-baby advice uh, on Twitter, at KyleLumas24, you can hit me up and, of course, follow ETC Network on all the big accounts out there, all the uh, Instagram, Twitter, all those things, and, of course, here on YouTube as well. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Episode 23 of the Auburn Experience Podcast. Until we talk to you again, War Eagle. War Eagle.